testing, 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 testing. Yellow. Right. Testing, testing. All right, I think we're good. God, I wish it All right, ready? I think we're rolling. All right. All right, guys, welcome to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast, episode number 30. You guys remember us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but... Uh, oh, we? <laughs> well, we we both did, but I... T- well, I had to. I took less of one because I did fill in with one podcast without you. Mm. How do you think that makes me feel? It was feel? amazing. It was cool, man. It was, like, it was weird, just like freedom of being able to like ask the questions I wanted and you weren't buttoning in with your... Little puns and jokes. Oh, all right, well, this will be our last podcast together. That <laughs> <clears throat> no, was cool. Uh, so, unfortunately, I had a, a lot of traveling going on, and uh, it won't happen again. In fact, we're going to start doing two, sometimes even three a week. So we're going to kick these off uh, in full motion starting now. Yeah, we've got a uh, UFC on, well, Sunday for us. So yeah, we'll do a recap on that one Recap fast. that one, yeah. We've got a few friends on that one, so it'll mm-hmm. be, it should be a pretty good one. That'd be a real good one. And then we'll, we'll keep doing these at least. Uh, we're going to start doing them probably on Monday and Thursday, and then maybe Sunday. It's kind of like you, the, the, the timeline I have. You want to run that past me since I work? I just, just thought about so it much? today. Oh, all right. It sounded like it made sense. But Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, so, yeah, so I had to go uh, out of town, and it was way longer than I expected. Well, hold on. Let's, uh, let's start. So first you went to England. England, yeah. Which I wanted to go to, but not like London. I went to London, but not like London, London, like the South other part London? of London. Where was it? it was just a different part of London. Do you even know where from London? Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon, Wembley. You went to a tennis tournament? Well, I mean, th- there's a place called Wembley, London. Uh, never been. Aside from the tennis tournament, that's probably the biggest thing there. I mean, there's like there wasn't a lot of like <laughs> like I went to to London, bef- you know, a few times before, and there's like Piccadilly. There's that Piccadilly. There's Piccadilly Circus, and there's like all these like cool places in the center, and these big buses, and all this cool stuff. But none of that was there. It was just kind of like a outskirts of London City. It was cool. People were cool. Uh-huh. It was a nice place, but it wasn't like a. I, w- I would say it wouldn't be a travel destination to go and like see the sights. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, London, London. Like, I mean, America has a million it's of those places, and I'm talking shit about it. I'm just saying it's, it wasn't like a, a major attraction of London. My guess would be like going to New York, New York, like uh, Manhattan, mm. or ending up in Rochester with the Kodak factory, which is what they're known for. So There's a Kodak factory? Yeah, co- you know, the picture. Remember that shit? That's exactly my point. You know, so I, I picture where you were is like looking at 1986. Yeah. Rochester. I don't know. I just it kind of was. I dated a girl from Rochester, and she is a horrible human being. So really, yeah. You remember her? I'm not going to mention her name, but buddy, come on. 2003. I don't know. Yeah, you know who I hated then. But anyway, <laughs> it's um, such a long list <laughs> of who I hate. Yeah, I've hated in the past. Or who I've dated? Both. Oh, thanks, buddy. Mated, dated, hated. Mostly girls too. You remember? Yeah. That's why the list has changed now. So it's like, <laughs> these are my friends, dude. Come on. Wow. No. But, but uh, yeah, no, I mean. No, but so the point was uh, Bellator 200, obviously, with Anastasia Jankova. Um, we had a hard fight, tough fight against uh, Kay Jackson, purple belt jiu-jitsu uh, champion and BJJ. Um, so we knew it was a tough fight. We didn't have much of a choice in opponents, but uh, – we wanted a tough fight, and, and that was the one we had, or we had to wait for another card, and she had waited for so long. Like I said, she was battling a lot of health stuff, so she wanted to get back and fight, and she dropped the decision, so it was her first loss. Kind of tough. Um, you know, I take full blame for the loss because I could have said no to the fight. Um, judging from her, I talked to Javier Mendez about this a lot too after the fight, but judging from her, like how green she was as a fighter, I should have known as a coach that she's not going to perform at the same exact capacity she trains at. Um, and this is one of those fights where she was going to have to perform pretty high to beat this girl. This girl fought in the UFC, uh, yeah, Ultimate I Fighter. Mean, she fought Joanna. She's pedigree. she's a tough girl, right? And it's not that she's a real – I'm not talking trash. She's not, she's not a great fighter. She's just good at what she does, which is like wrestling and, and groundwork. So we had to counter that, and that's going to – I would have taken and everything we had. And that's still relatively new for Anastasia. And that's very new. Kickboxing Very new. So. so even though she's gotten so much better – Whoa. Even though she's gotten so much better and we worked on it so much um, – 
I didn't calculate the fact that she's, you know, only had five fights at that point, and this was her sixth fight. She's had a lot of pressure on her, and she's going to go out there and perform at probably like 60%, 70% of what she possibly could perform. So when we're watching her in the gym, you know, she's performing a lot better, and um, she, she has a, you know, she hasn't been able to showcase how good she really is, but she did fight a good fight. She showed improvement. Um, but the girl was just trying to take her down. Kate was just trying to take her down the whole time and and hold her to the ground and and beat her with BJJ and she didn't cause much damage. I think Anastasia probably caused more damage the one minute she was on top than the fourteen minutes she yeah. was on the bottom. Yeah, well. Yeah. But I mean, you got a girl that's a purple belt in jujitsu against a girl who's a white belt who's been training BJJ for like a year and a half or something. You know, it is what it is. We were hoping to stay on the field a little bit longer and we could defend the takedown. And like I said, going by the the training, how she did in, in the gym, Javier and myself were both very confident she would do really well against this opponent. Uh, we knew Kate Jackson was going to gas out, get tired. That's the way she does in every one of her fights. Um, she's not like a, a real cardiovascular type fighter. So we could just kind of like let her wear herself out and then hopefully beat her up on the feet. But she just stuck to the ground game, and it was a very dominant ground game. And so, you know, she didn't get beat up. She was fine the next day. No you know, broken face or nothing like before. Yeah. Um, but I, I take responsibility, you know, for the fact that, you know, I didn't calculate the fact that this could happen, you know, if she didn't perform at, you know, exactly 80 90 percent well hey you're still new to coaching don't take it so hard man (laughs) no but i mean you know i take it hard anytime we have a loss we've talked about she trained really hard for that fight so but everybody loses you know it doesn't mean that they're horrible yeah i mean yeah just i mean it happens but it was yeah i mean she laid on top of her and it was yeah whatever but we just wanted to win this fight because you know kate jackson and her camp did a lot of talking before this fight and like the the funny thing is like the people that talk it the most about Anastasia have no real reason. They have no real backbone to it. You know what I mean? Except for the fact that they just are mad at her for being popular. Like that's called jealousy where I'm from. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you're, you know, I mean, you're talking about a girl who's a model who, who does TV, who decided to be a fighter hats off to her for coming in and fighting. You know what I mean? Like every other model and TV uh, personality doesn't get ridiculed because they can't fight and then none of them can fight. So she came in and actually gave it a shot and, and, and went out there and fought and has been fighting since then and beating every girl she's fought up until recently. Um, but like girls like Kate and, you know, her management, she has one of her managers, Goker, Gokaki, I don't know who her manager is, but he... Uh, Gogurt? Something. It's a weird name, but he, he's like the ma- he's the manager of this company that manages Kate and he dropped like a really negative like post on the internet and it's just like so classless and like so I really wanted to get this win just because seeing people act like that where it's like there's nothing behind it except just pure hate and then you go out there and you don't even fight. You just wrestle. Like yeah. you're not gonna be a champion like that. You know yeah. what I mean? You gotta fight. You gotta be well rounded. You gotta go out there and, and have a cardio or have a gas tank, have cardio, uh, throw strikes mix it up and i'm bitter i know i sound bitter right now because i lost i get get it but that being said i really wanted the win because of the talk and because of the the kind of like unnecessary you know inclinations that she made you can say leading into the fight which i think was bullshit and i think that she should have focused on just the fight and kept it professional like anastasia did and then you know anastasia did nothing but compliment her said she was a great fighter and went out there and fought her heart out and did good i mean i'm not gonna, like i don't want to dog k jackson or all these other fighters i'm bitter obviously because we lost a fight um and i'm bitter because she i hate when people like do things that i feel is like uh morally you know wrong and then they get away with it you know what i mean like yeah. they, they say these stupid dumb fucking comments and then you know they go out there and then they win and they think like aha i'm but whatever and, well you, you know, know the part perfect, of the sport we've all dealt the with it perfect example of that right now colby covington <laughs> yeah that's your favorite guy <sighs> i don't hate a lot of people <laughs> and i don't hate him i really i was fully respect him as I a think fighter you do hate him i i have to man it's uh, you know that goes back to probably episode six 9, 13, 21, and 27, where we say, like I know that, uh, if you're going to hate somebody, hate them. You know? I hate the fake bullshit shit talking. You know? Colby Covington cannot go one interview, one question without, hey, so uh, do you like the color red? Well, fuck Anderson Silva. He wore a red shirt Tuesday. You know, I mean, like, just it's always something. with You don't have to talk shit every single time. I get it. You want to do the uh, Anderson Silva? I mean, I'm sorry, not Anderson Silva. Uh, uh, shit, 
Conor McGregor. I don't know. Sorry. Stuck on Anderson Silva. Long story. But, but uh, you know, you want to talk shit like uh, Conor McGregor and get the big fight and all that stuff. But it's every single question that the media asks Colby Covington. He's got a shit talk response, man. Yeah, but look at what you're doing right now. Yeah, I know. It's I just, working because uh, we're talking about it. It is. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It, just, it seems different with him because he's not funny. He's not witty, yeah, he's you not. know. And like I said, I'm, I'm again not taking anything away. He is Bisping kind of clowned him a little bit, and Bisping's not one of my favorite as not far as not a huge Bisping fan. But yes, I like that, I like Bisping as a fighter, and I think he's he's a true warrior. But you know, some of the things with with Luke and everything, obviously Luke's my boy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he bashed him up pretty bad verbally on one of those interviews after the fight. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't think there's a lot of intelligence behind Colby um, in his in his comments. He needs a better writer, I think. Yeah. And uh, but he does have kind of that it factor. We're talking about him, and and he can fight. I mean, he does get it done. And I will say that pressure he put on Dos Anjos, man, fuck, that's a lot of pressure, dude, for five rounds. I mean, I don't know if I've seen anyone put that kind of pressure he, on somebody for five rounds. He ever. is he is a good fighter, but there's zero chance that he's going to beat Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to have a good good no. day with Tyron. I think Tyron's going to take him down and just pound him. He'll pressure him. And, like, I I see his point about he could say, oh, Tyron's going to get tired or whatever. But it's like, look at Tyron and from full throttle energy to tired, there's a lot of, like, you're going to have to absorb. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to have to, like, be punching you in the face, kicking you, throwing you around, and, like, just squishing you with his hands to get exhausted. Squishing. Yeah. That's the first time I've been trying to use high vocabulary on this podcast. (laughs) Well played. I'm kind of jet lagged right now. Um, (laughs) So to wear a guy like that out and use that as a game plan is tough, considering the fact that he's only going to get worn out by beating you up or pressuring you or throwing you around or you know what I'm saying. Like that's a big dude. He's powerful, and one of those punches lands, dude. Kobe's going to be out for sure. I mean, we've seen Tyron knock out almost everyone. I mean, he has he has legitimate one punch power in his hands. So. You know, he knows Kobe's going to come in and put the pressure. So if he lands that strike right off the bat, it's going to change everything. And then if Kobe can't put that pressure and he can't win the same way he won with Dos Anjos, what is he going to do? Does he have a plan B? Is he going to be able to fight uh, Tyron from the outside and move around and, and outstrike him? I don't think so. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough, tough fight for him to win, especially knowing that Tyron knows exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, there's there's no partners. secret. Yeah. Ex-training partners. So Even John Jones... Uh, said he was going to help out Tyron if he well, could. Because, uh, they were, were, this is the weirdest thing. They were roommates. No, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. Ty- Jones and, Jones uh, and uh, Col- Colby, Colby Covington. Yeah. Roommates How in weird college. is that, huh? I didn't even know they went to college. Apparently, John Jones posted a picture of uh, Colby washing his dishes and then made some like derogatory comment, but then deleted it. Which is shitty because. I don't think you should delete. I think, I think tweets and Instagram should be undeletable. Well. Because it's, it's honest. I think whatever you put on the internet, I think it should just stay there. And then you have to I just, just personally think. It. I mean, I've never made a post that I've deleted. I don't think you have either. I mean, I, I had, probably have. I'm probably hypocritical. I don't know. I just, I, I think we we th- we think our I shit just, out. I always hear know? these things where these people make these posts and no, they, they, they quickly uh, delete them. They were hacked. I mean, I guess you can get drunk though or something, get out of your Which mind. Which I will say my, inst- I mean, my uh, Netflix got hacked. I'll tell you that. No. I don't know, just kind of weird to me. My Netflix got hacked. I don't know, just throwing that out there. That's if that's going to happen to anybody. But, um, as far as well, Colby... Why would hack your Netflix? To see what I've been watching? Why? Who cares? I don't know. What my YouPorn account or anything, but I don't know. I'm not embarrassed about Netflix. But I will say it, it is. Um, it is. It strikes <laughs> me as odd. So random. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. It does strike me as odd that um, Colby thinks he's the undisputed champ being the interim champ. Your thoughts on that? Have you seen that? Well, I mean, I mean, Conor McGregor did the same thing. I mean, he he, he said he was the champ before he was the champ in any of the but, champs, but, but, interim or no, whatever. No, no. Well, yes, but he wasn't the interim champ. He took the belt right off of Jose Aldo's desk and wore it, well, and, then, and, <laughs> and then told and then told Brazil he was the champ because he's funny. Uh, yeah, it's, he I guess that's where they differ. I don't know. I just right, uh, let's, let's move into that. I don't mean to hate that guy, but. Yeah, you do, and you know what? You have your right to do so, and and that's what's going to make him popular. And and you want to see him fight? I want to see him lose. Yeah, yeah. You want to see him fight Tyron, don't you? No, I want to. We do. We all do. We want to see him fight Tyron. Yeah, we do. We do. Tyron's living the good life right now, though, because I know where Tyron was a few weeks ago. (laughs) He's living the good life. We'll get into that later. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> Will we? Yeah. Where was I? He was at Dan's house. Uh, so we'll. Uh, anyway, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, Connor and Khabib. So Connor and Khabib. There's obviously all this talk about them fighting. First of all, I want to ask you: Do you think they're really going to fight? They will. They're going to have to. You think I mean, so? That's I mean, for the right amount. I mean, you you always want to say how is how is Connor going to go from a hundred million to ten or five or eight or he'll get twelve. More than that. But then you got to also think about. When you're looking at zero or ten million, okay, ten million is not bad. You know what I mean? And like he's getting zero, he'll never get a hundred million dollar fight. Okay, again. think about it. Okay, so let's say you have a hundred dollars right now. That's yeah. all you have to your name. If yeah. I gave you ten percent of that, ten bucks, would you take it? I mean, just you, just a half? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, exactly. So I mean, whether you make a hundred million or yeah, I mean, he's, 10 he's million. given up three months of his life and training, it's well worth it. Trust me. But I'm just saying now that I think he realizes that a hundred million is off the table. That ten million is more appealing than than it was before. Fighting Khabib, ugh, I don't see too much being appealing about he, that. Uh, you got to admit, uh, Connor's being awfully quiet about this. He's not talking all that. Fuck you, fuck you, all that dumb shit he does. So because well, because he knows it's not going to be in Russia though. No, it'll probably be in Vegas. I think it's going to be a in Vegas. real good thing that's not in Russia. Yeah, well, because Connor wouldn't make it out of Russia. No, I really don't think I don't so. No, maybe not. Um, he can throw his little trolleys or whatever they're fucking called. I venture to say it would be more dangerous than Brazil, like going down there as a hated man. Yeah, because... Uh, Russia's not as Ch- wild. And Chael Sonnen came out, Brazil, yeah, unscathed. Brazil, I mean, uh, Russia's not as as un as chaotic and wild and, and, and uh, you know, as, Bra- I guess, the Brazil fans can be, but it, it's plenty dangerous in uh, the old Soviet Union. I'd like to go, though. I ain't going to lie. If that uh, was in Russia. It's, it's a scary place at times. I ain't going to lie. I'd hide behind you, but I'd watch the fight. <laughs> yeah. I would. Hide <laughs> behind Khabib. I mean, why not? Dude, he's got an army around him everywhere he goes there, especially th- when he's in Moscow, man. He's just covered. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it. So Bellator, uh, you know, it was bittersweet. We had a, you know, it was a good experience. It was a, it was a good fight against a tough opponent. She put up a good fight. Um, lost by decision. And... Uh, you know, I will say it was cool seeing Chris Pratt there and uh, 50 Cent. I love Chris Pratt. Hold on. See, okay. Now, let's let them know that we text a few times while you were gone, but you never told me you saw Chris Pratt. You yeah, he that? was at the fight. Oh. They were all backstage hanging out and stuff. And you hung out with him? Yeah, but I didn't really talk to him, and I really wanted to. I've, I've met 50 Cent a couple times, so it wasn't like as big of a deal for me to, to go talk to 50 Cent. So he was just, <laughs> he was just like passing, and he was just <laughs> talking to everybody. Chris Pratt, though, I really did want to talk to because he, like, I follow him on Instagram, and he's, like, he's a funny dude, man. He's got a great personality. He's super happy. He's always positive. He's just the kind of guy that I could sit with for, like, 15 minutes and just, like, have a really enjoyable time talking about whatever. He's like me. No, but he's really cool. And so, yeah, he was there. And and then after the fight, Anastasia was in her uh, locker room, and – Hoist Gracie was looking for her and wanted to talk to her. So I brought Hoist into her uh, room and Hoist gave her probably one of the best post-fight speeches I've ever heard. It was really good, dude. Can you elaborate? Or? Well, if you go to my Instagram, I, I kind of like uh, paraphrase it a little bit and, and put some of the quotes. Um, there's a picture of Anastasia and Hoist on my Instagram. And then I kind of like uh, wrote some of the things that he said, but it was just inspiring, you know. He, he was talking, it was good, man. It was good about, you know, being strong and, and how everybody loses. Obviously, nobody goes unbeaten. N- nobody gets tested. Nobody has to fail. Khabib. Everybody. Everybody loses. Everybody fails. Khabib's failed millions of times. Yeah, I want to. In the I'm gym saying. and everywhere else. He has in his fighting career, but he will. He yeah. will eventually. I mean, there's no Nobody doubt does. he will eventually. But he still could go down as the greatest fighter of all time. Um, but the point is, you always fail at some fast, at some part of your life way more than you succeed and it was a really good speech and and then you're sitting there looking at hoist gracie and your student yeah, that's some high Anastasia. praise right there high praise and like it was pretty cool man it was this cool moment and you know she took it okay she's a competitor and like again she's not out to be a fighter people think she's like trying to conquer the world being the best fighter in the world she's doing this for fun she's doing this to like just to prove herself uh this like goal she has to be a fighter and to try to make it as far as she can as a fighter and then still do her other stuff. She was gone right from London to um, Russia doing more modeling. Her mm. face wasn't messed up at all. And uh, she's doing modeling and TV stuff. And like, she's right back in it. I mean, the girl works like the rock. She's like one thing after nah. another, after another, the after female another. Female Luke Rockhold. 
Yeah, she's so so she's just like having a good time. So the people that hate about her not being the best fighter in the world or winning a fight or losing a fight, she's just having fun. You know, she's just going out there and having fun fighting. Um, she had a tough fight and she lost. It's happened to us all. But so that was that was that. And then uh, and then I went straight to L.A. after that. Oh. That was okay. <laughs> oh, it was okay. It was okay. And then oh, uh, then I went. I heard from you four times in L.A. because. I know I get it. I'm not famous. And all your friends, you know. No, I text you more than four times. Yeah, but I didn't respond because I was pissed off. Were you? Is that why you didn't respond? Yeah. I mean, fuck, I'm busting my ass 12 hours a day here. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm in Thailand. Ain't too shabby, but. I probably only text you about the good things, too, so you probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's why I text you everything bad, <clears throat> which was only twice. But um, I I will say, uh, <laughs> fucking asshole, dude. Played uh, poker with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't actually play with him. He, oh, well, only at his house. My mistake. I played with uh, Uriah, Uriah Faber showed up. And he, he's in a he's in the film industry, actually. And so, like myself, uh, I'm actually trying to put together a production company now. And he put one together already. And he's already done his first film. Um, and so, this was the first time me and Uriah kind of connected in that that passion way of film and like we really collaborated on like a lot of things and like it was really cool because like he, he has the same interests i do and he's a very business-minded person like i am so he's he's a super smart dude man and like he's always had his gym ran like a business his his stable of fighters ran like a business his everything he's always been i've always known that about him anyway nice. i just didn't know he was into the film world until we went to this party with uh at Arnold's house, and so I played with him. But long story short, so, on, can you name drop a few people that were there? Yeah. So, so what? Long story short, uh, Arnold had a um, private party at his house, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, to raise money. It was a charity it was event charity. Yeah. to raise money for um, after school All Stars, which is a, a charity organization that he founded, I think, twenty years ago, and. You know, it's it's one of the biggest in the world now for after-school programs, basically. And so it costs a lot of money to go, obviously. Um, and then you get to play poker, and you win prizes like all these fancy watches and stuff. And um, it's not gambling. No. no, no, no <laughs> I'm, I'm no. not saying the, go the <laughs> no. former governor of uh, California is holding mm. illegal gambling uh, <laughs> at his house or anything. <laughs> Nothing was illegal. Everything was perfectly legal. But it was very cool and uh, it was very intimate and like it was uh, it was nice to be a part of it and, and be able to go. We did like an AK Thailand uh, trip kind of thing. It was uh, two years in a row AK Thailand came and supported this event. Yeah. Uh, my business partner Blair Spears went last year. Uh, so a couple guys and then well, didn't this year I went with Blair and didn't Blair place last year? Or he Blair got third place and got beat by Andy Duke who won the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then and then he lost to Patrick Schwarzenegger this time. Who the hell's I would assume His Patrick son. Schwarzenegger. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's Arnold's son. And and he wasn't even like playing. He was trying to go mingle because like I think Statham or Sylvester was hanging out and they wanted to go talk. Statham or I call him Sly. Sly, Jesus Sly and Statham. I hate you so, so much. They dude. were over and like when you're playing poker, all the guys are kinda like there's not that many people, so you can like really mingle and hang out and have fun and talk to people. So he was like standing up trying to go talk to people and he was like going all in every hand, wasn't even sitting down. And so Blair caught like a big hand and then uh, he, he, he went ahead and pushed all in and turns out that like, I don't know, Patrick got some kind of like full house, some ridiculous thing in one. Um, and I, I, play, I, was, I was at a table with Randall Emmett, uh, producer, and he had just got knocked out or was getting knocked out and then, and then there was a girl to his right that I got knocked out by again, a player that like th these players are so tough, man, because it's like, it's like all these Hollywood types, actors and producers and stuff. And then there's like poker pros mixed in that are paying to be there. Which is so unfair. Yeah. And, and then people that are just like rich that are just like there to donate money and help and stuff. So it's just like, like myself, you can't, you can't really like, yeah, you can't really read people very well and they're doing all this random crazy sporadic stuff and so i got moved to a new table and, and i had a great hand had top pair uh, flush draw had to keep going she was raising trying to it seemed like she was trying to push me out which means she probably didn't want me to stay in right and then uh she ended up having two pair on the flop and i never caught my flush so my kings weren't good and do I you to, uh do you I ever play my favorite hand bow out that wins every time 
Jack 7? You remember I that? I never got Jack 7, no. <sighs> I didn't make it that far, man. I didn't make it anywhere close to a Jack 7. Wow. It was like uh, the first, <laughs> I went through one break and that was it and then I was out and I was mingling. But uh, I will say one thing. <laughs> so Sylvester Stallone was there. He, he was really cool. He was there with Avi Lerner. Um, Avi Lerner is the uh, producer, executive producer of like every major film, Expendables, Rambo, and they're doing a Rambo 5. Oh. Spoiler alert. Are you in it? Uh, I wish. I hope because I did try out for Rambo 4. In New Orleans, right? I auditioned for Rambo 4 in LA at their little like Rambo trailer. And, Rambo uh, trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't get uh, the part. Uh, you, Dana sent me. And I didn't get the part as a mercenary, one of his mercenaries, the main character. Come on. I've never mm. acted in a film in my life except Beatdown, right? Which, and, by the way, guys, check out Beatdown. And, and, then, and then they go and I, I auditioned for a main role of, of fucking Rambo. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like it, I had a, a huge chance when I got there. Um, I didn't get it. <laughs> you got and a better I, chance of getting cast in Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Exactly, as the color black. It's a gay term. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then, uh, so I didn't get it. And then several months later, I told you this part in a previous podcast, uh, I fought Josh Berkman, my yeah. first main event in the UFC, and it was sponsored by fucking Rambo. <laughs> so hey, you're the main event. I'm yeah, the main man. event. So it's pictures of me and fucking Josh Berkman everywhere and Rambo, the fucking movie. But you look at this and way. And Sylvester Stallone is sitting front row with my family. He paid to have... His uh, movie on your uh, main event. So yeah, you look but at it, it was way. bittersweet for you me to try him. to focus on my fight when I was just like, "Fuck!" I wanted to be in this movie so bad. It was filmed in Thailand, oh, uh, I didn't and, know and that. I grew up watching Rambo. Is and I really thought, fun? when you go on an audition, for those of you who haven't went on an audition, probably a lot of you because you're not actors or want to be. Um, uh, I, I w- would like to be, but it's not like I pursued it very much. But when you go on an audition, you kind of have a feeling you might actually get the role. There's like a part of you that says, eh, I nailed it. Yeah, or you I wouldn't be there. Yeah. So when you think you might be in Rambo and then you're not in Rambo, that sucks. And so I was like trying to beat Josh Bergman, which I did, but I think I beat him more so I was angry because fucking I didn't make Rambo. And well, hold uh, on. it was a decision. Sylvester Stallone was there. Right. So uh, yeah, I was going to talk to him about that, but we didn't really get that brought up. <laughs> he was, Sylvester Stallone was kind of business at this party. I'll be honest with you. He was, he was uh, real cool with everybody and, and, and talkative, but he was short-lived there and in kind of business. Uh, Jason Statham, amazing as always, dude. And, and Wait, he was there too? Yeah, I ran to him, shook his hand, like, and he, uh, he remembered me from, uh, from Yaya Island here in Phuket when oh, he yeah. was- When you're on his other movie set. He was filming uh, Resurrection, and, and I came to the set. And you know what I like about that, home before you do, is um, the guy who took you, Lynn Oden, mm-hmm. who took you to that, because you said you couldn't take me. But then he asked me, Lynn was like, hey, how come you didn't come with us? I That's didn't say he, you couldn't, he couldn't take you. Oh, yeah, you did. You had to work. Maybe I have to work. It was like a busy day. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, buddy. Jesus shit. Oh, yeah. Well, it, okay. So, no. No. Because Lynn wasn't the coordinator on this film. It was... Uh, how how it did was you Jace. So so he couldn't have he couldn't have approved you to go. Then, then why was okay, then Jace why w- said Jace said that you can come on the set, um, you know, as my guest, but that's it. And okay. I said, Okay. And I took a fucking long tail boat by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Of wooden, course by yourself. A wooden boat all the way to Yao Yai Island, which yeah. is off the coast of Phuket, it's like two hours by myself. You wouldn't have gone without Without your, I asked. You're such a dick. No, Lynn came in because he wanted to meet Jessica Alba. Lynn, Lynn was and, in the and movie. He had a part with Jessica Lynn was Alba. In the movie. Yeah, that's why he asked me why I didn't go. He's like, oh, you he were... didn't have a say though. He was just in the movie, and he, okay. he wanted to be with Jessica Alba, so he came, okay. he flew in, hung out, and we did the AK Thailand thing, and then we went out there. So, huh? So what about, anyway, what about the dinner with uh, Venerle Silva? I was invited to that, but yet. Okay, but okay, her. but listen. So here's the thing. So, so we get to I get to Yao Yai Island and. Uh, Okay, so when you're on a set, I guess like the talent and uh, <laughs> the staff don't mix very much, right? Like y- you can't really talk to the yeah. actors. So Jason Statham doesn't get bothered. He's like, you know, you don't bother Jessica Alba, Jason Statham, all these people. You don't bother them. They, they, they're they segregated, right? So all the staff that was there are all crew members. I was the only guest on this, this island. So I was mm. the only guest on the set. So I was the only person they could talk to. So it was like... So it was pretty cool because I was like sitting by the water and 
you know, I talked to Jason and we talked about fighting and UFC and stuff. Jason. Like that. Oh, Jace, I'm your just buddy saying. or whatever. Well, Jace too. Well, well, Jace, well, I mean, Jace made the connection because Jace is his stunt Jace double. Jace Day, is that your buddy now? Yeah, Jace is a stunt double for many, many films. No, I know. So I know. he's the one that brought me I know on. you know him, but I'm talking about Stay So he, he brought us in and, and, and he'd already <laughs> been talking about the gym and me that I was going to come and everything to, to Jason Statham. I'll say Statham. Uh, <laughs> And so then when I got there, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, the fighting and different things, but I was real cool because I wasn't trying to be a fanboy or nothing like that. And I, you know, I think Jason Statham's awesome for sure. You uh, know? Of course. And so I'm just sitting there while they're filming the scene. It was like a water scene at the beach. And in between each take, he would just come back and just chill beside me and we'd talk and shoot the shit. And then he'd just go back out and film again and come back and then go back out. It was fucking awesome. Rough so, day for you, buddy. So it's cool, but you never know how much someone really remembers you that much, you know? Yeah. So uh, at the party, I'd seen him, you know, we'd pass a couple of times. I wasn't going to be a fanboy at the party. There's too many celebrities everywhere. And, and you were wearing a cowboy hat. And I was so. wearing a cowboy hat, yeah, too. you so. won't be that guy. Yeah. I like I was going to shoot somebody. And <laughs> it was a cowboy-themed party, by the way. So uh, <laughs> that's what Arnie said. And uh, Were you the only one with the cowboy hat? No. There was oh, a lot of people. Right. So, so – uh, and then at one point, Jason was coming back out of this like hut thing, and then he saw me and he came over and he like, shook my hands, like, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing?" You know, I was like, "Hey, man, you're I'm such an from asshole, Thailand. dude." God, he was like, I oh, hate hell you. Yeah, it was great. Blah, blah. He was he's he's seriously one of the nicest guys, and, and we talked, and and he was he was cool, and he stayed there for a long time, so he was at the party a long time, and talking with everybody, um, real down to earth, smiling all the time. He has a nice smile, I'll be honest. Holy shit! I'm just saying, dude. That's great. For a balding man who like I'm trying to like 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 that's kind of where I'm going kind of, you mm. know. I got that receding Don't hairline look at me. stuff. You, you keep so going. Jason Statham is the kind of the guy that I look to to be hope, you know, there's hope there that you can still be cool, be a badass and be cool if you uh have a little receding hairline, get a little old, you know. Um wow. But you know, yeah, he, he has a, a, he does have an amazing smile, I'll say. Can we please move on from his smile? And then you know he's a diver too. Yeah. Right? I do know he that. tried it for the Olympics. Anyway, so, trying to help you out with that gay ass. Well, he has I a love his body. I'll tell you that. Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> Just kidding. Hold up, dude. Jesus, I'm shit. kidding. I'm Is he a good kisser? I don't know, dude. Fuck. Oh, you know what? I, I, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. Move on. I'm hey, trying to remember if I saw him what kiss about Jessica Alba. You, but I, oh no, I did. Meet, I, meet Je- I met Jessica Alba too on that little thing, and that was a highlight of my life. And remember, you told me One she asked about me. Yeah, I told you that, but she did. Yeah, I know. We I talked about her company. uh honest or something the twin i got thing? stuck on a pier with jessica alba for like 30 minutes because the boat came in and we just got stuck because i was waiting on lynn so lynn who was doing the acting part with her kidnapped her in the movie and resurrection so if you look at the the movie he's on the boat with just her maybe a driver i don't know and he's like controlling her on this boat when they parked the boat we were stuck so and i was at the end of the, the pier waiting on lynn so it was just like me and jessica alba and a pier in thailand and there was like a couple other people just walking around, but nobody was there like caring. It, it was just people like doing work and picking this up and doing that. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Well, yeah, what do you say to I don't Jessica know. Alba? I, mean, I don't know. She was, she was cool. She was a cool chick. But well, um, I'm gonna backtrack just a hair. You know, I'm a fan, and nobody's gonna agree with me. Not agree. I mean, he's a good guy, but uh, I'm a Tom Arnold fan. I was gonna get no, it him. Yeah. I, uh, I actually am. I mean, I know you hung out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Chong, but I'm a big Tom Arnold fan. Yeah. So if if uh, I mean, did you even tell him I said hi or no? I didn't. Did you really fucking went to bat for me on this trip? Dude? I will say I appreciate this, that. He is one of the most down to earth, really, really cool guys. I probably talked to him the most of anyone. He he was kind of the like uh, wow. almost I guess almost like the host of the party. He always had the mic and was like telling people what to do and like where the events were and uh, he helped do the like raffle for like the the prizes and the the auction for the different events and packages that they were giving away that people donated and stuff. But he was really really cool and when you started talking to him, he just had so much to say. So he went one of these these celebrities where you say something and then the subject gets dropped and he's like, okay. And he takes off. He brings up another subject and then you just keep going. So it was really cool. Cause we just sat and talked. I don't know. I guess it'd probably be your window where you bring up that. Hey, my best friend likes you. He's a fan. I didn't know how much of a fan you were of Tom Arnold. You named me every celebrity was at that party. And what's the first name that I sent you? I don't remember, dude. Look, Tom Arnold. I this is where it's going with this. You text. 
That's all right. I know you don't pay attention because I don't have a blue check. <laughs> Come Fucking on, Fucking unreal, dude. No, dude. Unreal. Hey, it was for charity. Buddy, sometimes you got to do things for charity. Yeah, then throw me a bone. Yeah. Well, next year. What are the odds of us getting any of these people on the uh, podcast? None. You made zero it like, connections. It was like, no, of course, yeah, and a lot of a lot of real good connections to like producers and and actors that were, I'm not even listing whatever, but um, <laughs> don't have time. Huh? No, but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, yeah, su- such a great networking experience, and like, it was cool just hanging out at a place like that, especially for such a good cause. And Arnold had all this stuff set up at his house where it was like food, all kinds of food. They were hand rolling cigars. They were doing like. Uh, Everything you can imagine. Every animal. They had porcupines. They had buffalo. Oh, they're delicious. Alligators. They are delicious. They had horses. They had... Wait, is this food or... Uh, f- like ferret things. Hold on. What are we doing here? I have a picture on my Instagram of like me with a ferret and like Sylvester Stallone behind us. It was pretty cool. Oh, these just photo ops. He photoed... I don't know if you're talking about the catering. No, no, no. no not to eat. They oh, were, well, fuck. I don't know. But, but they were all like being protected. So they weren't like... Uh, they weren't zoo animals. They were like from a co- there's some company that were like... Uh, I don't know, saving them somehow. Yeah, they were very, sure they, they like were very clear man. on that. But a porcupine—that was the weirdest one because she was like petting it. And I was scared to death walking by. I was like trying to cover my eyes, thinking one was going to shoot into my eye. Is what are they weird? called? What are they called? I don't know. You really don't know, do you? Uh-uh. God, I almost don't want to tell you. Quills. Quills. Yeah, okay, I did know that. No, oh, well, apparently not. Why well, did I couldn't think of it? But I've heard of it before. Maybe had you text me at some question, point though, is, it, is that an trip? urban legend, or do they sh- actually shoot those quills yes, out? It's a defense mechanism. They do shoot yes. them out? Yes. Yeah, I was scared to death walking by that porcupine, dude. Yeah, you should. They roll up in a ball, and uh, I mean, it's not like they shoot 75 feet across the room. It's when you touch them, they shoot into you. It's not All right. Not like pew, 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 okay. pew, pew. Oh, know. so you got to like... I, I don't know if they make bit. that noise or not. I never met a porcupine, but... <laughs> but they're not that special. And they look just like they do on TV. <laughs> Pricks. Yeah. Pricks. Like, see what I, I did get, there? I get it. Right. So uh, anyway, it was a very intimate setting. And, and I want to give uh, much respect to Arnold because he opened up his house for this thing. And, and I get it costs a lot of money to get in there. and You have to be pretty important to kind of be there or pay a lot of money, whatever the case. But still, even even that being said, we never got asked for our phones. And we were we had the right to film and take pictures and do stories and and post stuff as much as we wanted. And he has his whole house open to us, so it's like I thought it was really cool of him. And it was a very nice house, as you can imagine. Uh, getting in there was ridiculous. The Secret Service and then bodyguards. There was like oh, four. He does that Secret Service? He's the next governor, huh? There was like four checkpoints getting in there. It was so tough getting in. Yeah. And then we finally got in there, and there's like a big fucking buffalo waiting there when you get out of your car, like a. Live buffalo. Yeah. And then you get past the buffalo, and they give you like a, a little bracelet to go inside, <laughs> whether you're playing poker or not. <laughs> and then you walk inside, and uh, yeah, and then Arnold's right there. He's like, hey, shakes your hand, you know. And my end with Arnold was, I didn't talk to him then because he didn't recognize anything. Not that he should have, but um, I just shook his hand, did the photo, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then later on, we were in the same area together. This, like, there's like this tent where a lot of the guys hung out at. The gym. It was like this little, yeah, this little old tent soul was there. Uh, and we were all hanging out. And then I said about my manager, Dwayne Zinkin, because Dwayne Zinkin, my manager, longtime manager, uh, my whole fight career. Um, I remember he's him. very prominent in Fresno. And his family, like his grandfather, invented the very first cable pulley system for a weightlifting bench. So it was like the Universal or whatever. Well, like 19... It was, yeah. What are we looking at? They invented that technology. 50s, yeah, he, they, they invented that technology, the, the Zincan family. So basically, all these cable things you see now, they started that whole thing, sold the rights, made a ton of money, and then they bought like a ton of like real estate in Fresno. I mean, Zincan has his own plane, and he's been my manager for like 20, 15 years or something. Yeah. So he got me tons of deals and, and management deals. So... Um, anyway, when Arnold came to America back in whenever he came to America, he linked up with uh, Dwayne Zinkin's grandfather, and they, the Zinkin family kind of helped him uh, become famous. I don't know, become famous, but kind of gave him that. Put him whole, on the right track. Yeah, put him on the right track of like you're uh, you're known for being a strong man, but there's more value to that than being a strong man. You right. can do other things and like. 
they were real close. There's a bunch of photos of them as kids and like, you know, like Arnold holding them up and everything. So when I got in the tent, I was like, yeah, you know, the Zinkin family, I'm close with them. And uh, Dwayne Zinkin has been my manager for my fight career, blah, blah. And then he recognized everything. He's like, oh, UFC, you know, and he's like, yeah, Zinkin, you know, the family's been great, blah, blah, blah. So that was like my end. So that was my, my good talking time with Arnold for the whole the Well whole played. Thing. Yeah. Well played, buddy. So it was good. It was cool, man. It was just sit and talk shit with, or talk shop, I guess, with uh, – well, you know, with like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. We're '80s kids, you know. So to, for you to actually talk to somebody, you know, a Chuck Norris, yeah, or, you know, dude, half the expendable uh, expendables were there. Expendable. Like, <laughs> right yeah. I'm fucking jet lagged like crazy. Yeah. Half the expendables were at this fucking party, including the guy that created them, or, or at least produced them, yeah. Avi Lerner. So it was incredible, and like, uh, well, can can I? I don't mean to interrupt because I do have to get to this. This has been one of the highlights of my life. Hmm. Not my life. Maybe the last six months. What's that? Um, you were saying how amazing uh, uh, Arnold's house is, Arnold Schwarzenegger's house is, which yeah. I'm sure is phenomenal. That's crazy. But I did get a text from you from fucking Dan Bilzerian's house. Yeah. Now, I don't that know. That was the very next night. Dude, talk about a few days that yeah. were just like wild. Well, my my nights were that great too. <laughs> I... Uh, I drove a, my motorbike home in the rain, and then um, I picked up trash, and then uh. so pretty much we're on the same boat. But I will say, uh, God bless you, dude. Uh, you know what? I mean, if any of my friends would would go, I, I'm glad it's you. Uh, your timing might have been off uh, to go to Dan Bilzerian's house yeah. when he doesn't have 600 women there. But yeah, so so what please happened? explain to me that house. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the $90 million price tag? Okay. Is that possible? I think or? it was like between 90 and $100 million. Which, you know. He negotiated down. Numbers I, again, we I normally like, deal with. I don't like to share information, especially with someone like oh, that. Oh, shit. Shouldn't I say that? But Dan Bilzerian. No, no, no. I mean, it was a $120 million house. It was one of the most expensive houses in L.A. So he lowballed them at 90 He's a negotiator, and he's a master, master marketer. And he's someone that I really look up to in the marketing realm. And and I've taken a lot of pages out of his book for AK Thailand and continue to do so, and I'm planning to do even more so now um, moving forward as I come back with all this new camera gear. and, and So we're getting and a hundred, stuff. 100 naked chicks there next weekend? Exactly. Just chicks right. everywhere. Yeah. Girls everywhere. Um, so Dan Bilzerian, if you don't know, he's, he's a guy on Instagram with the beard and has all the, so he's, his best friend is one of my good friends of 20 something years. And, and, uh, so that's how we're connected. And so Lynn, who's Steve Aoki and he's, and he connected me with Steve Aoki. Um, so that's another story for another time. Yeah. You asshole. God, I hate you. <laughs> and this is a really, I hate Mike Swick episode. No, but come on, man. No, on my part, you know, in a fun way, I hate you. You know what I mean? I went there for a good reason. It just turned out to be an awesome trip. So <laughs> so what happened was Dan was negotiating to buy this house, and I've been talking to Lynn about it, and he showed me the video. I mean, this, this thing had like a 10-minute video of the house. Like, you know, when you're interested in buying it, you watch this video, and it's right. just like all this drone shots and, and all this. It's fucking ridiculous. It's 27,000 square feet, um, 15, 16 bedrooms, 22-something baths, home theater. Kind of like when I look in the classified sections to see what apartments open in America. Yeah. Pretty much same shit, right? Same thing. He's got a DVD same. sent to him, but yeah. It's crazy. Right. So so basically what happened was he's been in the negotiations to buy this house, and, and, and I didn't know how serious he was really going to be because I didn't know how, how deep he really rolled. You know what I mean? Like Dan's a mysterious guy, so you can talk to him. He's a real like low-key. Down to earth. Down I mean, to yeah. earth. Super nice. Uh, very giving. Very, very nice guy. And you can't really – the one thing you can't uh, – you can't get a lot of information from him. He'll give you what he wants, but it's hard to get anything else. And you don't want to ask and pry into people's personal. You know. Why would he? So you I never mean. really knew. I think a lot of people never really knew how much he's worth or what he's got. So when he's negotiating a $90 million house, I'm thinking to Lynn, like, is he really going to buy this house or not? So while I was there, he bought it. <laughs> and uh, 90 or right before. So how many? I'm sorry. Again, how many square feet? So the party night was the night that I had oh, to go to Arnold's house, the on, first big party. How many square feet? Hold on. Uh, 27,000. 27,000. Yeah. But there's there's a lot more than that. It, it, it's very – it's like – Conservative. There's, there's a different type of square feet, and he has the best. It's just every square foot is amazing in this house. So um, – Blonde or brunette? 
I don't know. Stop. Oh, Listen. All right. So what happened was uh, he had just moved. He, he had the house for two days and he had a big party. And I missed that party um, and came the next night because I was at Arnold's house the night before. <laughs> booked. <laughs> I, was, I was booked. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. I was booked. Tough night. For um, and then uh, so I went the next night and he was just kind of recovering. And uh, Lynn's like, get over here. Check out this house. It's his third night in the house, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you miss the first two nights, but come check it out. And, and <laughs> it's just uh, Dan and myself and, and the whole house. So you can see everything and blah, blah, blah. So I went up there and uh, it's at the top of this hill uh, over this like, like, I mean, you can see it as you're driving to it. I mean, you can see it on the hill up there and it's just like, oh, yeah. that can't be the house. Like it was at nighttime, but it was all lit up and you're just like, no fucking way. That's the house. I mean, that's like a fucking hotel. Then, can I ask, is it one structure or is it like building, building, building? building? It's kind of one. What I saw was like one structure, but just it just kept going forever. If you look at my Instagram, I have some videos of it on my, uh, my story albums. Um, it's it's insane, man. He's so, such a cool guy. So we Fuck. went in there, and the door is like twenty something feet tall. You just like push it open, oh. and you, we went inside, and uh, yeah, we were in the bowling alley, and then when then we, there was like movie night, so it was it was like chill night for him, and everything he has like in his kitchen and stuff is just all like super organic and like healthy and and all that. So he's a bowling alley. Yeah, it was really nice. Two lane bowling alley. Fuck man. Yeah, it was really nice. And you know how I feel about bowling, by the way. Yeah, and it, yeah, and the the, the whatever Stop. the, the Don't lane, it, I guess no. you call it, was uh, oiled perfectly. I know that's your excuse when you lose when I beat you, but okay, it was, first it was, of all, it was you beat me one time in your entire. It was fucking waxed life. or oiled, whatever you call it, perfectly. See, that's why I'm not even talking to you about um, that. Move on. And then uh, they have a pool table, which yeah. I beat you at all the time. He had a pool as well. table, and he had every, dude, the guy had everything. Yeah, he had like one of the most impressive things to me was like this marble like instead of like a wall, he had a marble slab. And the ice cream factory? Not quite. It was just a like solid piece of cut marble, but the size of an entire wall. Just sitting in the middle of the room or on the wall. It was the wall. It was yeah. a marble wall. It was a marble wall, but it was cut out. And what it was was it had this perfectly like symmetrical pattern. Oh, that's tough on marble. And I know my marble. And it and it was so big that it must have been like, I don't know tens of thousands of pounds to get this thing there. So, I mean, the cost of just f buying this perfect marble-like fucking thing and having it shipped in and placed on the wall, I mean, that must have been an enormous breaking. cost. I and mean, this guy spared no expense of building this house. Can I ask a stupid question? Because I've never rolled this deep. Does he, it in a house that big, do you have more bathrooms or more bedrooms? 22 bathrooms. 22 bathrooms. Or do you know how many bedrooms? No, no, no. 22 or 26. I can't remember. We didn't go to every bedroom, but I think he had 15 or 16, and they were nice. So every was bedroom it, was nice and had nice showers, nice everything. It was like a like a, like a king-size bedroom for anyone. Any other normal house, it would be like a king-size bedroom. He had like 15 to 16 of those. And then he How had, many pools did he have? Oh, it, the pools just turned into other pools. If hmm. you go to my Instagram, again, you can see the backyard. How which is, not The backyard's this? on top of the house. It's so fucking confusing to try to describe this thing. I've never seen nothing like it. So the whole roof of his house is in layers. He has an elevator, by the way. Oh. And it's cool because it'll tell you which floor you're going to and stuff. And I don't, when you're in a house. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Every elevator tells you what floor you're going to. But when to. you're in a house and you push the button, it's like level two, oh, level three. They don't three. tell me. It's kind <laughs> of interesting because you're in a fucking house. It's not like you're in a hotel mm -hmm. or you're not in a business. How long did the, uh, the tour take? 45 minutes. For a tour of the house. Yeah, he walks slow. Fuck, man. He's a very like pass, like just very slow walking dude. Well, and and I and, and, still and we're, and we're talking, rooms. having fun the whole time. But it was like forty five minutes, and like um, we didn't even see all of it. But the whole roof is like pools and jacuzzis all mixed in together with like light shows. He had like a Bellagio light show in his pool. Fuck. I'm telling you, it's crazy, man. Is there any chance of us getting him on the podcast? <gasps> yeah, he said he's going to. He, he wants to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, he said he was going to. He said he was going to do it a long time ago. Remember I told you? Well, I mean, after he got his business started. He said after he got, yeah, I was talking to him back before Aoki came, and, and he said. that would, You know, can we say it right now? What? Let's just be honest. What? The first guy to kind of turn us down for our uh, podcast, huh? Dan, yeah. Yeah. And Thanks, he, Dan. Yeah, yeah, because, but this was the very, very beginning, and he was going to wait till he got his, uh, his cannabis company going. Oh. I don't know, and so that, that was this thing. And he was doing he was doing the stem cell stuff, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Did he ask about me? Anyway, no. And God damn it. <laughs> and whatever. But he uh so long story short, so now he's got the cannabis company 
and it's called Ignite. And it's uh, he, he's going to be the biggest drug dealer in America. Wow. Completely legally. I don't know if he's going to actually put that on his business card. Well, I, I will say this. When they, <clears throat> they put him on the Forbes list as a billionaire, it's oh, yeah. going to say marijuana. He'll be the first guy in the world. It'll say drug dealer. On so you got list. inside information, huh? You breaking news right now? No, I'm telling you. But that's what he, that's essentially what you are when you're in the cannabis business. You're you're making and selling drugs, and it's legal, so you're fine. Oh, I'm familiar with the term. But instead of pharmaceuticals, it'll be probably considered marijuana or drugs. So he he could possibly be the first guy on the Forbes list, the billionaires list, listed as a drug dealer or listed as listed as a marijuana dealer, whatever. That sounds dope. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's too, crazy. Too early for I mean, he has a huge company. And this whole thing, this whole house, this whole like lifestyle is like it, it's a marketing machine for his company and it's just brilliant, man. It's just he's really really smart. And just yeah. like I said, really cool guy. So Yeah, he's always from what I've seen from the way he talks to you. I mean, obviously I've never talked to him. I'm below him. Below no, you dude, now. No, nobody's below me. He's super no, nice, no. man. He's no, I super am. cool. I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. No. That guy does shit that I'll never even fucking I can't even dream about but it. But he had a wild party, dude. I bet. It was like Marshmallow was there, DJing. He said he said there was over 450 girls and 30 guys. I can't even afford the treat of the marshmallows, the actual candy treats. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, well, Br- Chris Brown was there. Uh, French Montana uh, was there. Can't beat that. Uh, Tyron Woodley, obviously. Yeah, there's a bunch of other people there. But so, uh, yeah, it again, must be weird to like be a celebrity like Chris Brown, for instance, or any A-list celebrity that you can imagine that would go to his house because they're all going there. It's the place to be right now um, in, in Los Angeles. Um, and to go and into, you went there by yourself. And, Think about that, buddy. But to go Think into that, that house and like know that you can't even afford a house like that. Like he, had the, There's no celebrity that can afford that house. Very few. Very few celebrities. Again, we talk, Bill Gates, maybe. I mean, but I'm yes. saying like actors and actresses and singers, very few of them can afford a $100 million house. So it's like imagine that you have a party and and you have celebrities coming over and they're looking at your house like fuck this is crazy. Yeah, but, man, but there's I, clearly a plan uh, in place because you can't you don't want to live in this house. Well let's, let's like this is the first house I've ever been in and you know me I got nice taste dude. I'm like an entrepreneur and I want the world, you know. But like this is the first house I've ever been to where I was like yeah, this is too much. I, I literally wouldn't want a house this big. Because you could never use 15 bedrooms. Oh, yeah, and I wouldn't you? want people to be living with me. So I wouldn't want that many people thinking they could just come live with me and, and hey, asking me every day. I'm not going to lie. If you got 15 rooms, exactly, you know where I'm staying. Exactly. Exactly. I'm right? there. You won't even see me. And and 22 bathrooms and all this other stuff. But the things he had in his house, like, you know, the theater and the, all the, the bowling. There's, there's a whole bunch of other things that blow you. You know, mind. I heard uh, LeBron James has a McDonald's in his house. Really? I know. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I mean, how cool is that, by the way? That's pretty cool. Well, again, you know, maybe I, I just want to reiterate. I, I do. Uh, you were gone for 22 days, roughly 23. I don't know. You were keeping and track. I'm, that's work. sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah, at work, I had to give you fucking numbers every time. But dude, was I not working the whole time though? I'm always I, checking numbers. I'm always finding out how it's going. Did I work all the time? And it was great. How dude. good I was that? Very, do? very pleased with how things were going when I was gone. Yeah. I'm gonna open up my own gym. Mm. But uh, I do feel AK bad. Katana's doing amazing. I will say that. Yeah. It, it just it's continued since day one, growing and, and getting uh, momentum. And yeah, we're having some of the straight. coolest guests. And it, I'm not, not so even, I couldn't have been I more happy that. getting the updates, dude. I would, and that made oh. my trip even better. Yeah. So thank you. And you know what I'm saying is yes, it's cool to have the celebrity guests, the fighters, all you know, the you know actors and all that stuff. But we have had some really, really just down to earth. And I hate to say this, lack of better terms, regular people. Yeah. I mean, some Just of the ordinary people, some of the students that have been in there, I, man, I mean, I've, I've known them three weeks and we're, I don't see myself not being friends with them long term. Yeah. You know, so well, you're friends with everybody though. Well, I mean, well, they're friends with me. I mean, come on, you know, I have a <laughs> podcast that I share with tens and tens of people. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, are you on, have you watched somebody asked me the other day if I've seen your podcast? Oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm on the motherfucker. <laughs> so that was fun. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, have you watched Mike's podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. How, Fucker. How cool is it though? Because I've seen it already happen when people come in and they're excited to see you. Oh, I hate, dude. I, from you, the podcast, you, you know must love I, that, right? I, I it, deep down, I do, but I hate taking pictures with people, man. Because I, I look like a Why? fucking dick clown, man. I just stop. I mean, I get I'm awesome. We know that, but I just I uh, when I take pictures, I feel I feel awkward. I'm not gonna lie, but 
um, yeah, you know, I mean, I've signed some autographs. You mean you, know, you take the photos? Kissed a few babies. You mean when you're in the photos? Oh, no, I'll take them all day. Yeah, okay. I'd rather take them than be in them. You know that. But, but anyway, man, well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Um, but I had point, a good run while you were gone, by the way. The, the point is, no, the gym was amazing, and I was super happy to hear the updates. Love seeing the numbers and love seeing everything. Um, coming back now and having all the production equipment and getting ready to do what we're about to do and, and, and take AKA time to that next level. Um, it's exciting, man. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Huge. Speaking of that, AKA, I believe it is in America, technically your birthday. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, didn't we offer some kind of special? Cause you guys, by the time this airs, you've got five days roughly. That's right. You do. But first, before you see the special, let's cut to a commercial break. Cause I want you to see what, you're going to get. Well, this makes sense now. 25%. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So uh, before we talk about the special that's happening right now, which I got to tell you was a mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, you cost me a lot gonna of We're going to go ahead and cut, and we're going to show you what this facility is, and Dana White's going to narrate um, of, of what you can purchase at a price that I made a huge mistake yeah. in offering right now. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Okay, so there you go. So that's AKA Thailand for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, My favorite video. And we are growing so fast, adding so many things. Since that video, we have a basketball court. We have... We've already made some improvements and we're continuing yeah. to improve every day. Um, Believe it or not, we've gotten cleaner since that video's been there. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten we have. cleaner. And we've had more drone shots. and, yeah. and uh, but anyway, More air conditioning? Uh, it's so cold. Oof, oof. I'm cold now. Yeah, just thinking about it. The purifiers to kill all the bacteria. So anyway, <laughs> um, but the thing is, so yeah, it's my birthday, or it was my birthday yesterday, and I- in, Well, in Thailand. Today is technically your birthday in America. Oh, don't, don't get them, yeah, because by the time this posts- yeah, so, yeah. So Do you not you know to, how the time if works? If you want to guess how old I am, you can leave a comment below. And uh, don't look it up, just guess. Just 50. Just make me feel good. H how old do you think I am? And, and I look or whatever. Older than Mark. I'll read, and I'll either, you'll make my day or I'll leave you a shitty comment. Um, <laughs> but, so I, I went ahead and went on Instagram, and I made a, because we did a 20% discount. Uh, was Which we shouldn't ago? have even done. In May or something? Yeah. And oh my God, we got swamped with like with 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 people wanting to do this twenty percent discount. So I figured, oh well, I'll do another one and just do it for a week and just see what happens and see if the excitement's still there. And 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 you know it's a low season now and and it's guess still who's great, taking the brunt of that? But yeah, and I accidentally said twenty five percent instead of twenty. So we have to honor it. Yes, yeah, so we have to honor. We have, obviously, but so it's this is the biggest discount ever in the history of AK Thailand. And I answered 61 emails today. So thank you for that. On top of my 10-hour shift. <laughs> I appreciate this. And on top welcome. of doing this, too. So Yeah. And it's, yeah. Sorry about that. So but thank you, buddy. The thing about it is, so I said it would last for a week. And I, I think we did on Tuesday. So you have until Tuesday, June 26th. Am I correct? You're the best <laughs> at dates? Yes. You were walking I believe calendar. I asked you that before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> walking calendar. There you're nice. Um, so if, until June 26th, if you order, well, actually don't order online because you get 10% off. You got to email, email me Email him because he loves these emails. But I have, uh, to, I have to walk you through it. So. Email him uh, at info at aktown.com and ask to speak to Mark if it's not him already or one of our other customer service representatives. And uh, he will get you the 25% off group 
training classes. So yes. we have many packages. Not the travel pack. Not the travel pack. Yeah, we can't discount certain things, but we have a lot of packages where everything's included. Just email me. I got them. I but got them. all the training packages as far as like group classes and stuff like that, 25% off, which is crazy because we've never done that. And I made a little mistake. Yeah. So. But hey, hey hopefully, man. hopefully the people all come now. They and will. They've been in high me. season. We were at almost capacity. And we're having to build a bigger gym this high season. So yeah. we're expanding. Hopefully not everyone <laughs> buys all this now and they come during this I high season. Uh, he's got to go to the bathroom. Hey, buddy, this ain't like a Joe Rogan podcast where you got to like fucking sit for two hours. Speaking of Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Remember that today? I do. I do. Fuck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to pee. Oh, you got to people. You got to listen to this. We got to yeah. talk about this for a second. So, uh, in the Joe Rogan podcast with Kyle Kingsbury, my boy Kyle Kingsbury, he accused me of breaking or separating his rib with the, my cup uh, <sighs> the day before his or the day, it was the last, la- the last training, training session, yeah. the last wrestling match of his fight camp, and caused him not to fight, which. You know, I mean, I, I've seen the Joe Rogan podcast that he's talking about. Um, the way he describes it, it's a Swickatine, which, are you familiar with that? Yeah. I had um, him on Swickatine for sure. Can, that, I'll, I'll confirm he was correct about that. He was he was getting Swickatine. But, okay, where, according to your penis, where the cup would that's, be. That's where the question is. To where his lie. rib would be. How How does that actually line up? I do remember this incident. I do remember popping his rib. Um, I think it was because. No, was it because you're. I think it was because of my legs were squeezing so hard, and they're you know they may look like twigs, but they're uh, they look like chopsticks. They're like yeah, solid steel. Um, but the question of where my penis and the cup that lies there over, I've always questioned where your penis was, was at the time. It doesn't make a lot of sense in the Swickatine because I don't usually do the Swickatine with my my cup into the side of someone's ribs. But <laughs> maybe he's right. I don't know. I, I don't know, but it wasn't intentional, and I forgot about it and until we're, now. And we're not dogging Kyle. No, we're, of we're both not. fans. Obviously, you're his friend. I've always liked him. Yeah, as a fighter, of course. You know that. I'm just trying to figure out: Did I really pop his rib with my cup? I just wonder if you really had a metal cup. No, I didn't have it, and that's another thing. They I've talked never about seen you with metal, metal cups, and they talked about uh, plastic cups. I 100% had a plastic cup. I've never used a metal cup. Just like Kyle Kingsbury said on the Joe Rogan podcast, I don't like putting that string up my ass. See, I'd assume you use a thimble. Let me explain something. When we have Muay Thai fights here in Thailand, uh, they have metal cups and they share them. Yeah, which is a violation in my book. Yeah, they share a cup. So it comes right off your penis. I don't share drinking cups. I'm not going to put my dick in another cup that somebody else does. Yeah, just they, so, you know. so it comes right off your penis and then goes right onto the next guy's penis. Yeah. And then that's not the sickest part because you could have underwear on. The sickest part is... The string that ties the metal cup together is on the top and the bottom. The bottom part, that's the tricky one, right? The taint part. The G-string part? Yeah, because that goes right up the ass. Like just, I mean, it's just like right there where the asshole is. <sighs> Makes yeah. you want to start fighting. And if you imagine the guy that, that, you know, just had that cup on, was out there fighting, kicking, and it was just so rubbing across his string. ass the entire time. It's probably like sweaty and wow, all kinds of that was stuff. Blood. Who knows, man? And then you put it on. That's disgusting. So even even if I had my own cup and nobody else used it, I still wouldn't want that string going up my ass. Like it's just so. No, I didn't have a steel cup on. So if I did pop your rib out, Kyle, which I know I did pop your rib out, obviously, but if it was from my cup, I'm sorry, but it was a plastic. Hold cup. on. What if you weren't wearing a cup and it was just. And from what you're working with downstairs. You know? Maybe it wasn't wearing a cup either. Maybe you're hung like me, luckily. Yeah, but I had been real excited to pop a rib out with the... No, hung like me. I mean, my half stock's a fucking cattle. He's a heavyweight, dude. Well, that maybe you some force. Maybe you're a chubby chaser. I that don't know what take, to tell you. That would take a lot of force, dude. I'm pop a rib out of a heavyweight. With well, I'm glad I wasn't there, no matter what happened. But, but uh, anyway... We've really gone off track here. Anyway, that, that, w- that it was just an old AK training story, but... It goes to show you cups, what they were trying to say was, can be a dangerous thing when you're training. So anyway, that, that was all Never I had to say about the It's the gone, it's gone dark now. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so, oh, and well, this, I got, I'm going to share this. This is the, uh, oh, I was going to give you a bottle of alcohol when I came back. But the fact that Arnold gave me this, I'm going to have to keep it, buddy. Tom Arnold? Nope. Arnold Chong? Nope. Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, oh. um. 
I was given this bottle as a constellation to come to his party, and it's a Padre Super Premium tequila, and I'm very proud of it. So it's going to stay on our uh, our little podium. Yeah, well, it's going to be nice cracked up. Luckily, there's that leather thing, so you have no idea it's been drinking already. Drunk and drink. It. I can feel it. I'll fill it with water. Anyway. I could do your other liquor bottles. Nice. <laughs> You're like my dad when I was 12. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, so yeah, he had that, more hair, that, that's the coolest bottle ever considering he gave me that. So it's yeah. like. No, you know, of course I'm not going to touch that. I love it, man. So anyway, we're going to be back doing full episodes. We're going to do a breakdown on this UFC. I'm glad you're Sunday. back. Yes. We'll do the breakdown. Yeah. Um, let's put it out their time Sunday afternoon. Sunday morning. No, we'll do it right after the fight. Why well, no, but their time it'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, obviously we're behind, so. And then next or year you ahead. come to the uh, the Arnold uh, charity event with me. You've said that three years now. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even go last year, so it this is my matter. first year. It doesn't matter. It still hurts my feelings. But AK represented and uh, they raised. For charity, that's awesome. They raised $2.5 million in one night. <sighs> that's how much money was tossed around in that, that event. Well, I could have helped. No. Taking some of that money, not giving. Oh, okay. Let's be honest. But they were giving away nice prizes, though, for certain things. I heard of some of the shit there. Yeah. We'll get into that next one. It was wild. But, but that was nice. Um, we'll keep these things going and get back into the more MMA realm of yeah. news and things. See these guys Sunday, man. I'm looking forward to this fight, so let's do it. Yeah, it's a good card. Good yeah. card. So uh, good to be back. Good to be back in the podcast studio, doing the podcast again. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. We will see you next time. Oh, forgot about it. It's been so long. Let's do one more. One more time. Thanks, buddy. No more foot.